We all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I know. really know. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. F9. Oh, good. How is there any other choice than Remember the Titans being number one? I'm curious. (laughs) I'm spoiling mine, but... Well, let's let's see. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good good question. I'm not even on top. You shouldn't be talking at this point. <laughs> and we're live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Apocalypse Now, the weekly movie hangout show here on Apocalypse Movies. Why are you already questioning me? And we're live as a POV thing. It's my intro thing. Oh. Excuse I can me. say whatever the hell I want on whatever show I want. Doesn't matter which show we're on. <laughs> right? I am the host tonight, so guess what? I say what I want to say. Plain and simple. Mm, interesting. No wonder why he wanted to be host today. I, know. I, am, uh, I, I am your your captain tonight as we uh, discuss a very hot topic in the world of movies. Um, and joining me uh, is three of the four fellow amigos here on Apocalypse Movies. Unfortunately, Keith Barnes will not be with us tonight. But we do have Mr. Gio Ramos. What's up, bud? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, yeah, I've been obsessed with the Batman ever since I watched it i've only seen it twice sadly um i did however get paramount plus because a certain series is releasing in a couple weeks and i would literally have to be locked up in order to miss that show so is it halo halo Halo, Um, okay i was like what do you say it has to be halo right i was like not moon Knight. it's not halo (laughs) i think i'll watch Uh, that John Booz, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, you you've just never you've never seen us in the same room, John. You've never seen us in the same room. Um, Mr. Brian Alessino, how's your week been, man? Hectic, crazy. Kids, it's conference week, so I'm doing that. I have kickball at nine thirty at night tonight. More nice. conferences tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. Just trying to get through this week because next week's spring break. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. That's fun. That sounds exciting. Go, mm-hmm. kick, go kick some balls tonight, Brian. Go kick some- <laughs> I hope so. I'm trying Literally. to find out if we have, we need one more person. So I'm like, hello. So- All right. I'll be there, Brian. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, with your gimp here. foot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking oh. of gimp, how you doing, oh, Jacob? Boy. I'm all right, man. You know what? I'm filled with optimism because, as you guys know, I had to – I had a foot injury or ankle injury, I guess you could say. And I I had it the night of the Batman that we watched it. And like, we, we go downtown, right. You got to park on the street. And I was like, this is, but it wasn't that bad. I got a, a spot pretty close to the theater. So it wasn't too bad. But the reason I'm optimistic is because my foot is like almost at a hundred percent now. And I'm like back to normal life. Like I thought I was going to be limping forever. Cause I was limping for like a week. And I was like, I it's thought it was drama. way worse than what it was. Yeah, it's it's almost back to 100, percent but there's a lot of complaining going on. Yeah. Right now. yeah, I mean, during the time I could barely walk, but I, I'm just glad it's getting better. Like my doctor said, like if it gets if it heals quickly, then it's nothing that serious. But if it like keeps lingering, then it's going to be worse. So I'm just glad. Have you ever broken a bone in your body? 
Oh yeah. I've, I've had two broken arms in my life. Uh, yeah, I have before. Damn. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited because I think this movie that we're going to talk about today is going to bring up some interesting conversations. So I'm excited for that. I swear to God, Jacob, you've been hyping this up since we jumped on the stream like five minutes prior. And if you don't do something that like backs it up, I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm just going like, to turn around Batman, the Batman tattooed on my back. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect you to go that far, but still. Wait, like, I thought we were doing Marvel stuff today. Yeah. Well, oh. Jake uh, pulled the, fast. These, these, two, these two aren't too fun for my jokes, so I backed out mm-hmm. of that one. So. Gotcha. Um, I played like a joke Ryan on them earlier. Everybody either. watching, I played a joke. That's because on, it was my idea. I played a joke on Jacob and Geo and Keith earlier, and they just they have no sense of humor. So. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's on a no group, sense. Of humor. Okay. It's, it's on a group message, so it's hard to tell like people's reactions. But also, what would have been a, a good reaction for you? We were expecting Geo to say, "All right, well, I'm not going to be." On. I was Gio, I was expecting someone, not Geo, but someone to say, "Fuck off, we're talking Batman." So I wrote, Brian, I "We're not going to talk to Batman," that. and I was waiting, <laughs> yeah. like I had it in my draft, and I was waiting. I was waiting for Geo to respond. I wanted Geo to be like, "What the fuck? Hell no! I'm <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm out." Like, that's what I was expecting Geo to do. Channel, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Didn't we think it? Did, didn't I? come up with this at the movie theater i don't even know uh no we were on sunday's show for people well the funny people. thing is jake made a whole thumbnail which i'm fire sure fire thumbnail use... by the way fire thumbnail i'm sure fire you could thumbnail. use in the future but to make us yeah. think that it was even super real he made a actually, whole thumbnail for it hold on i'm yeah. actually gonna pull it up because i think i do put have a lot of effort into that man mm-hmm. i think i have it <laughs> yeah okay okay this is everyone this was this was what i made because obviously we're talking DC, right? I have to go uh, Marvel. And this is the thumbnail I made trying to stump them and get a reaction. But like I said, they just, they have no reaction. So, oh, I don't have permission to view my screen? Stupid stream yard. Wow. Never mind. That's interesting. Never mind, everybody. Amateur I hour. I apologize. You said amateur I hour. Stop. <laughs> can, I, can I, let me see if I can do it here. Mm-hmm. All right. This is, this is great radio, everybody. Fantastic radio. Absolutely. I'm just uh, waiting. I, I love that no one has said anything to Jake for like the last two weeks about all the lights that he keeps putting more and more into his garage. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the thumbnail I made for for the opposite show, the fake show. <laughs> and hey, like, not a bad topic. No. Wait a minute. Not a bad topic. That's the topic I sent you a week ago. I just realized that. It's from the direct. Yeah, the one I sent you one, and I was like, we should do oh, a I've... thing about all the... Uh, oh, I, I literally scrolled through the direct's Marvel Twitter. I will go back and, and like The generic topics. Because so I sent you this. Matter. And then you were like, oh, okay. Well, okay, whatever. Um, okay. But no, it's not April track. yet. I had to check the calendar. I was like, is it April Fool's Day today? It's not. <laughs> uh, back on track. Um we're going to be talking about two things only and two things only tonight. Uh, 99.9% of the show will be dedicated to the Batman spoiler discussion, breaking the entire film down because there is three hours of footage to talk about, but we're going mm-hmm. to be actually discussing quickly uh, the movie watch challenge, catching back up. Cause we didn't have a show last week. Uh, the most recent part of this segment, geo watch. My Lord, what is happening at your house? Uh, mother is getting home. Hey, Hey, 
You're fine. You're fine. Um, and we are going to be discussing the part of the movie watching challenge that Gio watched The Godfather Part 2. Uh, that review is up on the channel right now. Goodness. For the record, Gabby knew exactly what she was doing no, she when didn't. she knocked that no, horn. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> um and so now what we're gonna do because that review is up on the channel pardon me guys uh is geo's just gonna be revealing who's challenging and what movie he is challenged to so geo if you want to take it over before we jump into the batman go ahead yeah like jake said go ahead and check out the video um my thoughts on the godfather part two and whether or not i think it's better than the original the first one uh but this week i challenged mr jake berlin and Jake, you are going to be watching a classic. This is Bruce Lee's first American film, and that is Enter the Dragon. Ah, okay. Nice. One of my top ten movies. So. Okay. you've. I think you've tried to challenge me this for a while. When we used to do the votes, or he put it in there so many times. Yeah, I've seen up. this pop up I, a couple yeah. times. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm excited. I mean... I love Thanks. martial arts films, and Bruce Lee's obviously yeah. the the legend that is martial arts. So, um, I'm in. Can I say something real quick? Um, you sure. know, earlier, the other day, actually, I was thinking about Shang Chi and how delightful of a surprise that movie was, and like why why do I like that film so much? And obviously, it's a great story, and they're introducing a new Marvel character. But I think for myself it brought me back to a time when there were box office stars who were martial artists. You know, you think about the early two thousands and how you had Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Jason Statham, who is still around and is a legit martial artist. And, um, you know, even on a smaller level, like, you know, Tony jaw, uh, tiger Chan and whatnot. And I'm just like, man, I miss that so much. And Shang-Chi kind of put martial arts back on the map. And um, I think for myself, that's that's part of the reason why I like that movie so much is how it takes me back to that time. So I'm excited. Did you uh, look up where it might be streaming or is it? Uh, let me take a look. <laughs> that's a great I, I don't imagine it's streaming anywhere uh let's see prime video it's free uh <gasps> is it really Voodoo, it's free Tubi, it's free perfect prime video it is sweet are you sure you're I... not gonna do apple tv with for 3.99 uh negative ghost rider negative oh you have to rent it on there yeah i see it's all right i'll watch it on prime video sweet oh i finally right. have apple tv by the way finally Fine. start binging all those shows jacob start mm -hmm. binging all those shows. ted lasso first um all right, so yes, I will be reviewing Enter the Dragon later this week and have a video up, and then I'll uh, challenge someone on that video, and we will talk about it next week on the show. But let's uh, let's let's just stop. <laughs> that is the what's Batman. next. Let's, let's get right to it. Uh, we have no other discussions going on tonight other than the Caped Crusader himself. We finally, 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 finally got to see Matt Reeves' Batman. We got to see Robert Pattinson under the cape and cowl. Um, and we have quite a bit to talk about. Uh, it's going to be an open discussion. There's going to be heavy spoilers involved. Uh, we are going to be getting into every corner that we possibly can of this Gotham and this Batman. Um, and all of the characters and story beats that are happening throughout this film. Uh, because there's a lot to get into. 
Um, I just want kind of quick reactions. No, like, major, uh, you know, review points in your response real quick. Just before we get into deep dives about characters and the stories and stuff like that, your quick reaction to the movie now that we've been able to sit on it. Has it been a few days? Almost a week, actually. Actually, it's been a week. It's been yeah, a Yeah, for week. us. We're not uh, used weird, to that. It, yeah. We saw it last Tuesday. Um, so, Jacob, I'll start with you. Uh, your quick reaction <laughs> now that we have had a week to sit on it. Um, what do you think? Look, so, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have picked up on this, but every time we come out of a movie, I never want to, like, I don't know yet every time we come out, out, of, out of a movie. So, like, we did that reaction thing, and I said look, you guys are not going to be disappointed because I wasn't disappointed. But I just like to let a film resonate for at least a couple days or a week or so. And I did see it twa a second time. And I'll just say, like, look, it's it's absolutely amazing. It's, it's one of the best superhero comic book movies ever made. Like, there's no question about that. Wherever you land on it, it is up to you. But I just think, wow, like we, like me personally coming off like Spider-Man No Way Home and this within th three months of each other is insane. But I, I love this movie. I'm not done with this movie. I still think like multiple viewings and time to think about it are going to, you know, maybe alter my opinion, but I freaking love it. I, if somebody walk up to me and said, this is the best superhero movie ever made, I'm not going to think they're crazy that's all i'll say for now interesting uh geo hmm love this movie love the batman a little bit obsessed with it i, I can't stop thinking about it watching other people's reviews and reactions and them raving about it this movie has been a long time coming you know I, i'm sure we were all hurt when ben affleck you know, stepped away from directing the Batman and then, you know, we'll step away from the role later this November, but God bless Matt Reeves and the job that he did directing this movie, Michael Giacchino, the entire cast, everything, an incredible IMAX experience. So. And to think that Gio denied our re request to uh, join us for the movie initially. Could you imagine if you didn't get <laughs> an IMAX? Uh, and Brian, finally. It's okay. Liar. No, I'm kidding. It was, <laughs> it was really freaking good. Uh, what did Brian say in the the out of theater reaction like holy moly or something? Yeah, holy like, moly. That's holy, all I can yeah. say. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would not argue with people saying that this is the best Batman movie. I wouldn't, I would not, if someone said it, I'd be like, yeah, I I believe that the, it could be. Totally agree. <laughs> I don't know if it's mine, but I don't, they're not crazy for saying it. So, yeah. Yeah, I have a similar reaction. Um, and I'm sure if you follow me on Twitter, you saw me, but this, I'll just say it right now, but this is the best Batman movie ever made. There's there's a lot to choose from, but this is the single-handedly best Batman movie ever made. And that's just my opinion. And you can disagree. I have a lot of friends who actually disagree with me. I've had many conversations over the last week with uh, certain people about the movie and it's certain 
you know, beats and what worked and what didn't work for them. I'm baffled by them, but uh, I understand. And just for me, coming into that theater, I knew right away this is the single best Batman movie I've ever seen. Um, uh, so I'm excited to dive in and see what these gentlemen think about the certain things that happen in this film. Uh, I think the best way to kind of start this off, you know, we can talk about the, the story and stuff, but the main part is Batman. Does Batman work, right? Who is playing the character under that suit? Um, and there were a lot of questions for Robert Pattinson going into this film because he's the Twilight guy. Was he ever going to be able to get off of that? He's done a lot of small films. A lot of people haven't seen over the last number of years. Um, and when he was cast, many kind of questioned the idea of him playing Batman. Uh, so let's dive into that a little bit. And we obviously there's two parts of this, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, there's a lot more Batman than there is Bruce Wayne in this movie, which is one of the big things I love about it. Uh, but let's just open the floor. Um, Robert Pattinson as Batman. Did it work? Why? Why not? Who wants to start us off? Rachel, I'm, I'm going to address that latest comment that you have later. So go ahead, go ahead Brian. Um, I think this is the most comic accurate Batman we've ever seen. Um, the broody, pissed off, like broody is just the word that sticks to my head the most because he's just so like cynical and whatever like when it was um uh christian bale it was very much bruce wayne little playboy if you will um kind of dived more into that Affleck was just kind of i mean he his his was just reminded me more of like pissed off um, the, anything before Bales kind of had like a little bit of shtick to, to it, I feel like a little bit. Um, not so much like the dark broody type. I mean, I've never, I don't have I seen a Val Kilmer one? I don't think I've seen a Val Kilmer one, so I can't say anything about that one. Wait, what? Really? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure you have. It's the, it's Batman and Jim Carrey, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. It's Batman and Robin, it's, Brian, with uh, Riddler, Riddler, and Two Face. Oh, it's it's okay. Well, I haven't seen it in so long that I Nicole right. That's the one that that's Kilmer, right? And it's Forever with Clooney. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No, Forever is oh, yeah, vice Forever versa. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it's vice versa. I yeah. okay. Batman and Robin is Clooney, and that's yeah. the Mr. Freeze movie. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, okay, so then I haven't mm -hmm. seen about Kilmer. Interesting. I've, okay. Wow. I've seen George Clooney's. I thought uh, everybody's seen that one. Um, but um, yeah, I liked when I think of my Batman, this is the type of my Batman that I like. I like dark, broody, like not trusting, like all that type of stuff. And to me, this was the most spot on to that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I very much like the aggressiveness to him uh it's a very different type of character uh than what we've seen and it's funny because we've seen i guess the only one really that we've seen kind of like the true origin is christian bale where we saw him at the very beginnings of his mm -hmm. batman career um the other one just kind of like kicked right off and and which made sense and i love that um and so just comparing him to bale it's a very, very darker version of the character. 
Um, mm-hmm. He is very mad, very aggressive. Uh, but the best word that I can describe him is that he's very broken. He's a very broken character. Uh, and I love that about it. I love that because the movie, there's a lot going on in the movie. And it's about relationships and it's about growth. And, and a lot of these characters having to find who they really are. Uh, whether it be Selena Kyle or Bruce Wayne, um, or even how Alfred fits into the picture, right? Because Bruce has been struggling over the, over the years. Uh, and so by the end of the movie, Bruce goes through this, this huge transition of really figuring out who he is as a character from the very opening monologue, which by the way, I don't know if we'll ever speak on it. So I want to say it now. I am absolutely obsessed with the idea of how the movie started with a voiceover with him. Yeah. Uh, right after the Riddler scene, we got the voiceover yeah. of him talking about great. what the sign means, yeah. and it's it's not a symbol, right? It's a warning. Like it's all of it's so great. And then the movie uh, it ends with him learning and understanding who he really is as a character. Um, and so I I just love the fact that he's gone through this entire transition, and he is broken and beaten and battered. And he has no idea who he is as a character until those final moments of that movie where he finally clicks in his head of what he really means to that city. Um, and Robert Pattinson played it great. I thought he played it fantastic. Um, and it was it was such a great time seeing him really embody this role and 90% of it being under the suit. So I have I have absolutely no problem with him being Batman going forward. Well, me neither. I so I told Gio this. Gio and I went and saw it what on Friday, Gio, and mm-hmm. I told Gio even after my second viewing, I was like, "Look, I'm still a little like maybe Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne is a little off-putting, but because he's constantly he's the same in the in the suit and as out of the suit, he just acts exactly the same." And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, he's only been Batman for two years. He." Every time we see him, he's already like a seasoned Batman other than the Dark Knight movies, right? Other than Batman Begins. And in this movie, he hasn't even like thought that, oh, I need to be this Bruce Wayne guy who goes out in public and does these events and contributes to the city. I don't even think he has even thought about that yet. He's just trying to get the Batman thing right. So he's walking around and I I realized this like, now that I I that I realize that that he is when he's walking around, even when he's at the funeral, he's not even responding to people. Like the mayor's trying to, or the mayor elect is trying to talk to him. He's not even listening to her. He's looking around, like analyzing everything, thinking about the mission, and he doesn't even respond to people when they talk to him. And and even as Batman too, sometimes. And like he, like you said, Jake, he's a broken, he's socially awkward, he's depressed, and he's only like obsessed with punishing criminals. And that's how he is in the beginning of the movie. So like coming from that perspective, I'm like, wait a minute, that Robert Pattinson played that perfectly. So in that sense, he's a great Batman. So I, yeah, but I think he's going to develop over multiple movies well he, he already ended them yeah he ended the movie a completely different character than what he started as yeah which I, sure. yeah obviously that's going to happen with a lot of movies yeah. but the next movie it's funny because we've talked about and Gio, i know that you're you're up next and i don't mean to cut you off but um we've talked about how like is this the perfect batman movie 
Uh, that was like the big question. It's on the thumbnail. Like that's the one question that we're kind of going for is what's funny is like how he ended up. Are we going to see even an even better version of him now after already thinking that this version is like the version we've been waiting for? It's yeah. crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. I think our next Batman's going to have a time jump. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I don't think it'll pick up right away either. Yeah. God, Gio. No, to your guys' point, I think uh, his turn for myself, and I need to watch it. I'm planning on watching it one more time, but I think his turn started with that scene between him and Alfred when, you know, he's confronting Alfred about, you know, this new revelation that he has learned about his parents. And I can't wait to be right in the hospital. Yeah, I feel like that's when the turn started. Uh, but to you, all of you guys' points, you you absolutely nailed it. You know, this was year two Batman. Matt Reeves talked about exploring the the mental side of Batman, his psyche. And um, I saw people online saying things like emo Batman and this wasn't fun. And it's like, what in the trailers made you believe that this was going to be anything than what Matt Reeves promised? And I can listen to Matt Reeves all day talk about this movie, talk about Batman, his rogues gallery. That guy, he he truly loves this character, this world. And um, it showed all the way in this uh, movie right here. Robert Pattinson, great, great job. Um, and it, it really what we see lives up to the title, the Batman. It's 90% Batman. And like 10% Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and um, who knows? Maybe that flips in a future movie. Maybe the next one. Where, I mean, he's obviously still going to be Batman. But it's going to be more leveled out. We'll get the Playboy philanthropist in the sequel. So, yeah. To, you guys nailed it. To, to your point, you about the, the online space kind of reacting to like... Oh, we didn't get to see Bruce Wayne doing his party shenanigans right like why does that have to happen every single time yeah Doesn't. we've seen it like, before. i don't like, want i don't why? want why like also like certain stories wherever you start them and however you continue them that's why they're called story arcs and so what's to say that we don't see that version doesn't need to happen right away like we we just I don't get some people like it's just so weird seeing the online space react to something so small of him not being the playboy philanthropist at the, at the same time. Like where in this movie would he have time to do that? The only real time we saw Bruce Wayne out in the public, he was at a fucking funeral. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's going to be hitting up girls at a funeral. It's the only time, crash- right? He's going to be a yeah. funeral crashing in Gotham. Like, I don't get the argument. Remind me of wedding of- crash. Yeah, well, they, they funeral crashed me. Out of that. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't get the argument of like people saying, "Oh, that's not my Bruce Wayne because he's not hooking up with girls and driving fancy cars." Like, first of all, the dude's been Batman for two years. Two years. He is clearly still dealing with a lot of crap. And for me, to see a version so fresh and so new that we haven't seen in live action before, we've seen it at times in comics and, and other stories, but. You should be excited to like get something so new and, and different. And like it has so many ties to so many classic uh, Batman stories, <clears throat> whether it be the animated series or comic books or animated films. 
But the one thing you're clinging on to is the fact that he doesn't go around in a suit driving fancy cars, buying joints and parties and stuff. Like, that's stupid. Buying joints, that's illegal. I'm saying, like, I, I said joints when I'm saying, like, buildings and restaurants. <laughs> oh, he's going to get there. Like, they that, But that's what I'm remember. saying. Like, that's a story arc. Like, let it happen. It's a trilogy. Two well, more movies. Not officially, but yes. It's going to be a trilogy. Come on. It's going to be a trilogy. I hope they make, like, ten of them, to be honest. No, me too. I was going to say, I think we'll get, like, <laughs> eight or nine. Robert it's Pattinson it's funny movies. because I, I made a couple friends go that didn't really know, like, much into it other than just Batman and they were like yeah it was really good for the first one of a trilogy I'm like how do you how would you know if it's a trilogy they're like oh it just seemed like it was going to be one of those movies that they're going to at least build a couple of I films Matt off of. said it himself he, he well I mean yeah, you, you, you don't you don't do just one Batman movie like like sorry you if you're going to cast <laughs> someone like Robert Pattinson like, duh. Like, don't just hide it from us. Like, it's going to be multiple movies. Like, come on. Come on. Um, okay, real quick, before we move on, uh, I do want to bring a couple comments here that we have starred here. Uh, this one, first one's from Chuck. He says, love that he's not silent when he emerges from the shadows. Also love this. Yeah. Um, that opening scene where we, finally, where we first see him in the suit at the train station, and you just hear him walking. Epic. Epic. Uh, and then Johnny, Do they Quest, mean that we hear his footsteps? Is that what they mean? Yeah, yeah. like that. Ching. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because also, times... also at the at the funeral, or not? The, I guess yeah, at the funeral where he comes yeah. out of nowhere and he starts walking. In other cloud. Batman movies, he just shows up, like he's just yes. standing right next to the villain out of nowhere. Well, yeah. and so oh. Dude, that, and I don't know if we'll talk about it, but I wanted to bring it up. I love that the movie is heavily based on fear. Yes. It is. It is a very yeah. fearful film, and again, it goes to that line of. It's it's not a signal. It's a warning. Like mm -hmm. that is Batman. That is so Batman. Yeah. More Batman than we've ever. Like that is the most Batman line. I'm like they oh. think I'm gonna come out in the shadows, but I am the shadows. It's so good. Woo! It is so good. Uh, all right, Johnny Quest here with our first super chat. Thank you, Johnny. What's up, thank bro? You, thank, thank you. you. Uh, in my opinion, the best portrayal of Batman in a live action movie. Not as good as Dark Knight as a film or comic movie, but was fantastic. Didn't feel like three hours. I feel like we get more Bruce Wayne Playboy in the second. Uh, definitely down that second one or that that latter piece there. I definitely agree. Um, on the three hours, I feel the same way. It did not feel like three hours to me. I don't know how you guys felt. Well, as the king of slow movie stuff like that, <laughs> I felt it just a little teeny bit in the beginning. But I mean, they're setting up the movie. So but then after that, I was like, I think it was after the first hour. Like, I don't think I ever looked back at my watch. Because I was just like, how are we halfway? And it was like out one hour. And I was like, holy crap. And then after that, I didn't even look at it yeah, again. At first, I was going to like, at first I felt like it was too long. But then I was thinking like, I wouldn't cut out one second of it, honestly. So, and there's other movies in the past that I've said are too long. And I, I can point out scenes that I would cut out. This movie, I can't point out a scene that I would cut out. So... That being said, I don't think it's too long, to be honest. Like, I need to see it again. It, because every scene is pivotal, honestly. And even, um, I know there are some scenes that people have pointed to, and I'm like, I can make an argument that that scene's necessary. So, The I, only I, thing that they can't cut a second out is the car chase. The car chase is oh, the best yeah. part of that whole entire movie. No, of course the car not. chase. They can't cut a single You know what? Add a three hours to that, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy. Oh, Jake. 
Yeah, man. I thought Brian, Brian could attest to how I was reacting, to dude. That. I, I thought about you. Out when, when that was that. The, yeah. When that uh, engine started revving, I was just like, oh, my God. I lost God. it. I, Brian, oh I think Brian God. would me, but I was, like, losing it. Like, vroom, yeah. vroom, vroom, and like, the score with the car. Bro. Oh, uh, hey, they're going to win sound mixing next year. Lock it in. That, <laughs> the car chase was my favorite part of the whole entire movie. Bar none. Mm. It was just It's incredible. up there. It's and up there. I think that was the best. My favorite part of the whole movie the thing that I love the most about this movie is the use of the music all mm-hmm. score, I guess just the, mm-hmm. dun, dun, the theme, the theme, yeah, the theme. But I mean, Catwoman had hers too and stuff like that. Um, my coworker said it was very, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. It was, not, uh, E it I was, guess. it was an homage to that. Yeah. It was very similar. I didn't, I don't think I've ever seen her as Catwoman. So I don't think I, so I didn't catch that. Or no, but the car chase was just oh, it was so cool. Wait, did you just say you haven't seen Batman Returns? No. We're gonna, <laughs> gonna have to I'm start a, challenging I'm Brian to Batman movies. The Batman uh, movies, <laughs> Batman Returns, and Batman Forever. There we go. Um, I've seen I'm the Kiss by a Rose one, whatever that one is. Oh jeez, I'm gonna get to a couple movies. Is that there. Batman or, nipples? Not a movies? I think it's Batman nipples. I think that's Batman one. and Robin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, a couple <laughs> comments real quick, real quick. Uh, Andy said here, I loved it, but it felt long to me. The third act is what uh, I felt dragged. And then Harrison mm. backs it up and says it felt, uh, I felt it for the last 30 minutes of the movie. Um, I think- so there are some people who are, who are kind of feeling it in that third act that maybe it, it took a little bit too long to get there. Um, that's funny. My friends back home said the same thing. I, I do think that, I mean, I, I have a feeling that most of viewers probably feel that way. Um it and I, I will say like again I didn't think that the three the three hours didn't hinder my viewing whatsoever and I, I didn't feel it one bit but I I will say that the movie can probably be cut about twenty minutes it probably can be cut about twenty minutes here and there bits and pieces it could be less, like you could lesser cut takes. parts of scenes yeah for sure and yeah. you you get down to a three hour or two and a half two forty runtime I think the movie is crisp clean uh, beautiful from from beginning to end but again like I said it didn't hurt my viewing whatsoever three hours. Like it flew by for me. Interesting. You know, uh, I think, Oh, Oh, go ahead. Gio. Go ahead. I was going to say with the third act, I think because at that point, and you know, we're getting into spoilers here. Riddler's locked up. It's Batman versus his followers. So maybe that's not as enticing as, you think about the dark night and how that third act was well, even that too. People I've have said that felt long too once it got to the two face stuff and whatnot. So I mean, maybe it was uh, I'd be curious to know like what about the third act made well, it feel me, longer. I, I think know? okay, so I don't mind these scenes, but the third act does feel like they're setting up future projects. And look, they are because Batman's talking. Oh my God! There was like the city, five different like, villains they teased. Oh, there's going to be people grasping for power, and they show Penguin, and then we we see Joker, and it looked like it felt like we're setting up our cinematic universe of this Batman world. It did, but how else do you do it though? You got to do it in this movie, yeah. right? So they set up like I didn't mind it. Five at least different villains. I will say for me. The thing that they could have cut out entirely for me 
was um, the Joker scene. I could have been fine. I honestly didn't need any of that jail scene. Arkham, if you will. I didn't need any of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to see, but it, like, I think I agree with Brian. It doesn't really play to the movie. It wasn't necessary, but yeah. did we want to see... Do you think we had to see Riddler freaking out over his plan not going through, though? I think yes. we had to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We oh, didn't yeah. have to see I, for sure. Anything yeah. with the Riddler, I was happy with. Yeah. yeah. He was oh. my favorite So you could have just had that same scene, but just not shown Joker, basically. Like, right. I, just well, shown you could, Riddler I mean, freaking out. even their conversation did not matter to me. Like, it, there, there honestly was really no point yeah. other than to tease. It was just a plant the joker it yeah was, yeah it, it was that, fan service you know you got riddler and joker talking you know that's yeah. never happened in uh, live i action. mean well they, there was so many character teases future villain teases that like i didn't need the joker and i have to, i think i said it to jake after the movie and to my friends i i kind of don't want to see joker in this world right now like I, I don't think he's going to be the villain in the second movie. Oh, I don't no. either. I don't either. But I kind at this rate, like, I don't want to see him in the second film. I don't want to see him in the third film. Like, it, well, I, don't I, know if you, I don't know if you guys saw what Matt Reeves said about about him. I'm yes. sure Gio has, but but yeah. Brian and Jacob, have you heard what Matt Reeves has actually said about I heard him? Heard something he, that he's been that. around and it's no. It's, well, like yeah, they they said that uh, he has a birth defect. Oh yeah, that I heard allowed, that. that makes him keep smiling. But oh, he's yeah, not actually yeah. he's not actually Joker. He is just a serial killer right now. Yeah. Um he's not a, he actually hasn't oh, become he hasn't Joker become, yet. He is the Joker, but he hasn't become the Joker. He yet. hasn't become the Joker. He is still just his regular form who is okay. a serial killer. But he also I, said that they've interacted before. Well, I was going to say Batman, well, Batman has to be put the one him who put him in there, Batman right? Put him mirror there. and yeah. what he said about that deleted scene apparently there's a brief interaction between the unseen Mm -hmm. Arkham Prisoner and uh, Batman, which uh, it'll be on the 4K uh, special features. Well, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, I there uh, was an infinite. I think I think the reason for that Arkham that Arkham scene is ob for obvious reasons. We found out this week that that Gotham PD show has been morphed mm -hmm. into an Arkham show. Yeah. Um. So that's why they did it, because uh, now you have ground on what you're kind of basing it on. Um. You know, you're going to base it on the characters who are there and maybe we do see Paul Dano again and uh, Barry Koenig as Joker, etc. I doubt it, but um, that that's, it seems like that's what they were going for. Uh, it's their version of a, a shared universe and they're, they got to make sure they plant the seeds somewhere. And there, there's your little seeds at the end of the film, which um, I, I think is a very interesting concept for a series, like a kind of a haunted mansion horror esque mm -hmm. Arkham mm -hmm series like just think about batman's rogues gallery and just the amount of potential cameos or characters you can include in that i He's mean arguably got the best rogues gallery of all comic book here him and spider-man they're like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah neck and neck right there well um, while we're on the topics of villains let's talk about paul dano as riddler um obviously big part of this of this film <laughs> uh he is the main antagonist and uh it seems like at this moment in time for Batman that his toughest test as a uh, vigilante, a caped crusader, um, you know, we don't know what he's done in two years, but it seems like this is his hardest test yet. And for the first time in, in any Batman film ever, we got a true detective story. 
uh, something that Batman. I mean, look, the guy debuted in a comic run called uh, Detect. What uh, Detect? Uh, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Detective Comics is what it was yeah. called. That's uh, what Detective DC Comics stands for. So, uh, and out of all the Batman movies we ever had, it 2022 is the first time we have officially seen a detective story with Batman um, and his relationship with Jim Gordon. Uh, but let's talk about Paul Dano's side of this and the plan and the performance. Um, the, you know, idea of him, uh, I will say that I absolutely loved his introduction in that scene with him coming out of the shadows. Oh, very, very when they terrifying. first show him. That was freaky. Oh yeah. Extremely Brian. terrifying. And oh, we have been hearing, man. we've been hearing for a year or for a couple of years now that, uh, Matt Reeves has taken very heavy vibes from seven from Zodiac that screamed Zodiac. That Zodiac. screamed Zodiac from top to bottom. And I could not get enough of his character. Um, I loved it. I loved the performance. He was absolutely terrifying. Uh, and I thought Paul Dan would crush it just as I thought he would. And then it was topped off with a nice, beautiful cherry in that interrogation scene at Arkham where he was officially unmasked. And we saw him interacting with Batman. Uh, just an overall great performance. And, and I think a great choice in villain for the very first movie. Well, you guys were right when you told me when he was first cast that it was a great choice because I didn't know who the hell Paul Dano was. <laughs> um, do you know who the original choice was, but he turned down the role? To play Riddler? Yeah. Mm -mm. It was Jonah Hill. Oh, I would not have wanted to see that. I oh, I remember either. that. I remember. Funny, the, now that you yeah. say that, I remember. No way. I'm glad it was. Look, Thank I God. love Jonah Hill, and he's an Academy level actor. But I don't. I wouldn't have liked. We would have seen, seen his face too much. Yeah, Paul Dano. I'm so glad they went with Paul Dano. To be honest, yep. and I'm so yes. glad. Who challenged me to there will be blood? I think it was Keith, or was it somebody else? Keith or oh, Gio? Gio. Yeah. I'm so glad I watched that before I watched this because, like, it just gave me some more context in, on the type of actor he is, and. Look, we didn't see his face until until the end. And I love that because when you finally see his face, the fact that he looks so like normal, just, like normal is scarier. Yeah, but honest. you can see you can see like the different types of gears in his head turning oh, when you yeah. looked at him. Oh, like you, sure. you obviously knew. And of course, we know that he's a Riddler, so he's off. But yeah, just the performance, you can tell that he was just off. Oh, but there was just something yeah. weird going on with even him. when they so turned crazy. and you see his face. But yeah, it's just so I love that because we saw that dining room scene in the trailers and they eventually showed his face like mm -hmm. late in the marketing, but I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. But I love that because he planned to get caught. And why? Because he's going to flood the city like that. It was so smart the way they did it. But yeah, he look, I, it doesn't matter whether you think he's the best villain of batman of all time or joker is or somebody else they're all the top two or three or four are all amazing and we can enjoy them so like i just i think i mean for me personally he's the second best behind joker in the dark knight for me like he's just so damn good and it's it's a different kind of portrayal um but i i loved it and i always thought the riddler could work remember what was it they were teasing like we got rumors that they were going to tease Riddler in like the Ben Affleck universe. Well, world. they they put the question mark in one of the scenes. Yeah, but we never got him. And during that time, I was like, I, they could do something so cool with Riddler because he can plant seeds well, he's a, and yeah, put riddles around the town. And and they did it even better than I could have imagined. So well, they they made him a serial killer, which is yeah. super cool. Yeah, and and then you like a serial killer living leaving 
riddles for the city's vigilante just like mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It just fits in this world, right? You Absolutely, have this vigilante yeah. going going out at night and, and saving the city and doing what he can. And a serial killer is going to cling on to that. He's going to be excited. He's going to know. I love that, you know, all the streams that he was doing, like the, like the phone where he had all those followers and everything was to the Batman. It was all to the Batman. I love that aspect of the story. Um, I thought the plan worked really well as well. Like just the, the explanation of it all. Um, from a viewer standpoint, um, and again, it just plays that mystery detective solving aspect, and I just I was so obsessed with it. I love these types of stories, and when you plant something like Batman and Riddler and Gotham over the top of it, um, and when it's done this well, it it's it's awesome. We haven't seen a film like this since like uh, Gone Girl, Zodiac, Seven. Like those are all those types of films. Maybe not as dark, but they all have that same vibe and it really, really played to the strength of something like a Zodiac and a seven. Um, that was very terrifying at that time. And this is just as terrifying. I thought Paul Dana was great. I thought he crushed it. I, I knew he would, but he, he shattered all expectations for the character. And I love that they kept his mask on most of the time until the very yeah. end. We didn't see his face. Uh, it's also slightly terrifying that he actually wrapped his head in Saran wrap. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but he, outside of his mask was actually wrapped in saran wrap. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Paul Dano actually said that he had to push them to allow him to do that, uh, that they weren't going to allow him to do that. He actually said, oh, no, 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 I, I want to do this for this character. Um, so he was all on board with this character, and it, it totally came through in the movie. Yeah, so you guys have seen Seven, right? I mean, Jake and Geo have. Have you, Brian? I saw it a very, 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 so there's a moment in seven, right? I feel like when Catwoman opens the bag, she thinks yes. it's a bag of money, but she sees Annika. Yes. That's like their homage to seven. Cause it's like, Oh shoot. Dead body in the bag. Uh-huh. Like that was uh-huh. crazy. There's so much of seven. I mean, Jeffrey Wright and Robert Pattinson are essentially Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. It's, their relationship is so good. <laughs> the take on, on Batman, like, I love I love Jim Gordon in the Dark Knight trilogy. Gary Oldman is obviously great. The transition from being a cop to commissioner, etc., is great. But I love, love this take on this relationship. They work so well together. And for the first time, like it's literally Batman and Jim Gordon figuring out the mysteries, how they have a meeting spot. And it's not just on a random rooftop. It's where someone where nobody else knows where they are. Like it is so classic batman and jim gordon stories uh, and jeffrey wright like duh he's gonna crush it he's great in everything he's literally yeah. great in everything. my my buddy who is as long as i've known him like batman is the greatest thing to be in comics and everything and he went and saw it <laughs> and literally i'm not even kidding you like this was his like level of like breakdown of the movie like he's that obsessed with it um one of his things is he said that this is the best jim gordon batman relationship to ever have come across on the screen like he was like it is literally it felt like how it is in the comics it felt like it is in the comic books or excuse me in the tv shows like all all of it like that was the best how they worked together like literally worked together to solve the like the cops would be like he can't be here and he's like no he's with me like we're doing it and um 
that that was cool to see because I mean they're both great actors and I mean they're important to each other in comics so why not in the movies as well the the precinct scene might be the best and as Curtis says here uh, <laughs> Batman could have pulled his punch on Gordon he, he could have pulled he that could have. Dude, when Gordon uh, is talking to him acting like he's being all it's hard so with good him, it is so like, good we gotta get you out of here yeah that it, was hilarious well and it's, and it's, it's funny that, too oh, there are funny moments in this movie there's like maybe like five like just subtle jokes or moments and they work so well i also i you made me on sorry um it's been, it's been a very long day you guys uh i i love the fact that also because of the relationship you can tell that when jim pushes back against him he's going to listen whereas he wouldn't listen to anybody else he is the only person that he would listen to if if gordon pushes back and says no no that's not right or no we can't do that mm -hmm. he's going to listen to that um uh, so i i just yeah it's their relationship was fantastic jeffrey wright was great um the just the chemistry building between the two of them the way the story was told i i didn't think it could be any better personally agreed riddler i didn't get to say my piece on riddler but riddler was easily my favorite part of the whole entire movie yeah you did brian you went like this. yeah that was it <laughs> uh the, every time I saw him, I was just like, oh, he's so creepy. And that's like how I want my like villains to be like, if he's meant to be like this serial killer, like I want to get the like vibe of like being creeped out by him. Like he just just peering behind people in the dark and, and killing them with very weird things. And just like, yeah um uh i i how about, thought, the, how about the thumb drive part yeah to andy's <laughs> what comment. andy said yeah. yeah that absolutely is a billy thing um <laughs> that was so good so good yeah everything was done so well and it never felt sticky kind of like uh like a jim carrey type riddler where or anything it very much was a believable Zodiac killer type thing. And it was awesome through and through. The supporting so, cast in this movie is the song that was best. playing at the beginning of the movie. Was that the song he was singing to Batman at the end? I, yeah. That's what I heard. Ava yeah. Maria. Yeah. 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 That's such a great use of that crazy. song. Um, okay. So moving on from, uh, We've talked about Batman. We've talked about Gordon. We've talked about Riddler. There's one other person in this story that we have not talked about that There's needs two. talking about. Well, this one needs a little bit more talking about than the other, and that is yeah. Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman oh, yes. and Selena yes. Kyle. Um, this is truly a bat and cat story. She is uh, of equal parts in this story as much as any other uh, character in this film. Um, their relationship, you know really progressed in a short amount of time and they have this slight obsession with each other obviously and we know their history and a lot of other stories um but it's a true bat and cat story which we have yet to see and we saw that in, in like batman returns was michelle pfeiffer she crushed it she was a great cat woman but we've never been able to see a true 
like love interaction with these two characters. And it's, it's truly what the basis of this film is really uh, all about is that creating this relationship between two of them, whether we see her in the next film or not, I'm sure we'll see her again at some point um, because of the way the film left off. Obviously she was leaving town. HBO Max series. She stuffed her cats in a little box, which was so sad. I think it was just um, one cat. It was funny when when they were driving away, I whispered next to Shaw. I was started singing the song from fast nine. (laughs) No, no, no. Fast seven. We're fast seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, look, uh, Zoe Kravitz, she embodied this role. Uh, she has auditioned for the role before. She was actually up for the one in Christopher Nolan's film. Um, wow, she was young back then. She That's was very crazy. young, uh, and she got her chance. And I think um, I'm not afraid to say it. I think she might be the best Catwoman we've ever seen. Uh, there's a handful of them. Uh, one was extremely terrible. The other two are very, very serviceable. Uh, but I think Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is by far the best so far. I just love the take on her. I thought she crushed the performance. Look, Michelle Pfeiffer is more than serviceable. She's amazing as Catwoman. Okay, yes, yes, I, that's fair. I, because he is Batman, you moron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I look, I won't argue with anyone who says she's the best Catwoman. Like, I... I like um, who played her in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, Anne, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. I like Anne Hathaway as she Catwoman. She didn't honestly. feel like Catwoman. In that she didn't, one. but that's because that's the world that Christopher Nolan built. It was supposed to be like she's so a burglar non, thief, so non-comic. Yeah, yeah, but it's just that, like that's how he made his characters. Even Bane doesn't really feel like Bane that much. See, but Bane felt honest. more to me. Catwoman just literally felt like a burglar, and the only thing that yeah, tied her so to being a cat was the. Hood. That's just what Nolan was going for, but I. Yeah, oh, she. Yeah. I think the whole movie, but her Catwoman is the perfect combination of comic booky, but as realistic as it can be. And I think that's why it feels so great. Because look, the Michelle Pfeiffer one, that whole movie is bonkers. Like it's Looney Tunes crazy. But like this one feels comic booky while also feeling realistic, which I love. Rachel, you're not wrong. So many animals: bat, cat, rat, penguin, falcon. Falcon. Not wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> I Very mean, Gio, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman, what'd you think? Amazing. I mean, she just, you know, you wonder why the Batman's three hours long. It's because they gave her an arc as well. It's not just Batman. Like They damn near gave every single character an arc. A hundred percent. And so... I'm so glad that they did uh, bring in the uh, Carmine Falcone, Selena Kyle uh, storyline. Yeah, the father daughter. I and I mean, real quick, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, like so, he was so good. Uh, yeah, uh, amazing. Yeah, amazing. But I mean, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, she absolutely delivers. Um, like I said, you know, like the, those emotional moments where either she's putting on a face to, you know, plan to kill her own father or, you know, she's kicking ass, you know, she's fearless, take care of herself. Um, You know, when she's uh, taking the money from penguin and drives off, and he uses the bike to like sweep the guy's leg and then takes off. And I mean, she's just, She's just a badass, and I'm really hoping she gets an HBO Max series. Please make that the unannounced rumored one. I mean, I would love it. I just don't need every character in this movie coming out with this. Yeah, scene. everyone gets a spinoff. Ridley I mean, gets if they want to do a Gotham City Sirens spinoff, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. 
Jacob. No, 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 no. Do a legit birds of prey. Yeah. Make her one of them. Yeah. That'd be awesome. She was awesome. Every single supporting character. It's funny because it felt like Batman was obviously number one, but like every other character was like 1.5. They were like barely just as equal of, of, footage yeah as, and like e- gordon and catwoman same amount of footage riddler etc like all yeah of them. like everyone like it felt like penguin had his own arc falcone had his own arc um this <laughs> is so true samir said she's yeah. definitely the sexiest catwoman yet she got batman simping yeah batman oh yeah simping. i was afraid he's yeah. gonna crash his bike at the end oh, kept looking when, <laughs> okay when they say bye on the rooftop before they get on their bikes right and yes, uh, he like reaches in for a kiss and she backs yes. away. Yes. And I love that because look, he he's so like alienated from humanity. Like he has no human connections other than Alfred, like none. And he was probably oh, Jim like, Gordon. oh, I finally have like and, you know, when they're like when he's like holding her and over her mouth, you know, there's like sexual tension there between them. Well, that's you what know? I'm saying. Like that 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 we're is? finally seeing the bat and the cat storyline. Like, yeah. The so actual like, love take on these two characters. Like in Dark Knight yeah. Rises, they had a very like partnership, like uh, connection in yeah. Batman Returns. Like there were moments of it, but they didn't go. They never went full send on it. Mm-hmm. This one, they went full send and we yeah. were getting like like. Batman going forward, his love interest, like we might get more, but yeah. his love interest is Selena Kyle. To but, me, and, and his neither love of those Batman felt like desperate for like some type of human connection. This Robert Pattinson one did. So when he when she pulls away and then she leaves, it's like heartbreaking. And they ended the movie on that, which is yeah. crazy. It's funny because I'm reading Hush right now and I'm almost done with it. And it's Hush. very much um that relationship it literally is exactly how it is in the comic books wow it's That's like cool exactly like to a t probably my favorite scene was um selena going into the club batman watching her and talking to her and just I identifying all the uh, corrupt officials mm-hmm. of Gotham City, you know, one by one and how she's like, you know, starting to get annoyed by it. And like, why do I feel like a fish on a hook, you know, and all that stuff. And yeah, it's it, everything with bat and cat. Great. No complaints. Uh, and Andy, just to clarify, that was absolutely not shade. I would love to see birds of prey. I would love to see birds of prey. Yeah, better um, version. Uh, wait, there's a I, Hush I, I, animated I, movie. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, it's great. Mm-hmm. I didn't even great. know that. It's I'm gonna. Watching. I'm reading. Dude, I'm watching that ASAP. <laughs> I'm reading the comic before I read the oh, or watch yeah. the movie. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's it's dude, so good. The Long Halloween, fantastic comic book. This Hush, fantastic comic book. I'm reading Court of Owls next. Yeah, I need to. Speaking read. of Quarter Owls, I want Quarter Owls to be next. Um, they teased. So does Matt Reeves. So many villains. I they made did. a list. They teased Joker. Uh, these are the ones I caught. Correct me if you guys caught anything else. Bane, Joker, mm-hmm. Hush, Two Face, Quarter Owls, and the fun one that I'm uh, entertaining in my own head is uh, the Bouncer Twins at the door is Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> Trigger Twins. <laughs> Wait, was there a Two Face reference? The DA got killed. Mm-hmm. Oh, so somebody's gonna 
Yeah. So Harvey Dent will step in. I guess so. Which I hope that doesn't happen because that's exactly what happened. Well, but see, if you play, if you, I'm not finished with it, so don't say anything. But uh, he's in this Hush comic. So if you're going to play that, you kind of need. Well, Matt Reeves already said this week, he said he would really like to bring Hush to the screen. He would really well, like to bring, bring in Harvey screen. Dent. Just keep him Harvey Dent. Ed, like, Edward Elliott, I think, was was the name. Yeah. I but I mean, if we're if we're talking about villains real quick, I think I would love to see the Court of Owls. I would. Love it has to, to be done. Court of Owls. It it's never been done be before. Done. So it's never. Uh, no, been I'm, done. I'm not I know, familiar I'm saying with it needs to be. Yeah. What is the um, what owls is the physical threat to Batman <laughs> with Court of Owls? Like, what is? Well, they're they're like assassins. Okay. They're, so that's what I was asking. Like, and they have money and power, and they yeah, they're they're a secret organization, very similar to a lot of organizations where a lot of powerful people um, contribute and are a part of it. But they're essentially assassins as well. Yeah. yeah. And so I because one of my just said talent. Yeah, talent. Talent. One of yeah. my yeah. only complaints about this movie is that we didn't get to see Batman fight somebody who could actually like survive more than ten seconds in a fight with him. The only reason he was being shot at the whole time, but that hallway see, scene, by the way, whoop, great. Oh but my I want to see this Batman because I love Epic. his suit and I love the way he moves in his suit. I want to see this Batman fight oh, somebody who can physically fight him back. So that's why I'm like wondering, can Cordovals give me? Yes, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Good. Well, yeah. Talon, he he's like a, a, their main assassin. Yeah, because like right. I don't want to look. I'm fine if they want to bring Bane in, fine. But like, I don't want it to just be Bane who like can go toe to toe with. No, Batman, I want to. I want a winged a winged creature against another winged creature. I want well, bats versus owls. Yeah, let's do right, it. And then some Mortal Kombat let's do stuff it. right there. Let's creature. do it. Um, uh, okay. Oh, Gio, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, I was just gonna say. Um, I think for this one, uh, Jacob, you, you, I think you're onto something because while the Riddler definitely, you know. I think he even says like my, my yeah, he power says, is I'm up not here. strong like you or something. Yeah. yeah. My power is up mm-hmm. here, but in lieu of that, of not having a physical villain, I think the third act is more situational. You know, Batman's trying to defeat these Riddler followers. I mean, one of them has literally a shotgun and Batman gets blasted blows, right blows in the him up And while that's crazy. happening, the flood is going, and so civilian make them civilians die in this movie. Oh, for oh sure. God, and yeah. You better you be okay with that, it. okay? Yeah. You better be okay with people dying. It happens in comic book lore. So, anyways, um, yeah, I think with this movie it was more situational. You know, we're just dealing with all that. Uh, so. Do- okay. Did anybody think that uh, Selena was going to die when she was trying to help Bruce on the catwalk? Yes. I thought she was going to get yeah. shot. I thought she was going to get shot in the back. Yeah. yeah. Not like I thought Alfred was going to die earlier in the movie. He didn't oh, die. Yeah. He didn't die. No, I thought he was. I was like, no. no he's saying no. he thought. I was like, oh, There man. was no way Matt Reeves was going to kill his boy. That's his yeah. boy. I know. Ooh. I was like, he why would they bring him? Andy Serkis in just to kill he him? No way. Because he was directing right. Venom. But you know why? Right. To give us that hospital scene, which was absolutely yes. incredible. Yeah. The, the addition of Andy Serkis as Alfred, even though it was short, was brilliant. I love the take. Um, I think he's a great foil for for Bruce when he needs to be. Uh, but I can't wait to see what the relationship looks like now that this Bruce understands who he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm super, super excited 
to see their relationship grow. But we do have one last character to talk about. Um, Wait, can I just say one other thing? Sure. My And one thing that I don't know if you guys agree with e- either, but my friend that is a giant Batman person, that he said his favorite part of the whole entire movie is he said this is the first movie live action that he feels actually got Gotham right. Agreed. He Agreed. he said that 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 he loved the movie, but his favorite thing was that he felt like this was finally the movie that understood how Gotham is supposed to be. Like it is scummy. It is not a great place. You don't like walk around on the street because you're gonna get jumped. Like agreed. That was the his favorite part of the whole entire thing was how dead on Gotham felt. It wasn't like a there much hope there. And well, yeah. I, I I agree with you, Brian, because I rewatched The Dark Knight the other night, and Gotham in those movies just feels like your generic New York. like metropolitan yeah. city it's, that it has feels like New York problems. Yeah, yeah. and I think like again, Nolan was trying to make it like super realistic so like mm-hmm. it's just like it's detroit or something with a lot of crime but this feels like gotham which is great yeah yeah which, a lot of people a lot of people i've seen a lot of people talking about it and andy said it here uh they get a lot of the video game vibe from it from the art i can understand oh, that if you've played, played all three of them yeah. it is very grimy dark like you you're gonna get jumped on the street and i think that's what feel. the opening was all about after we saw the riddler do his bidding and then once we saw the Batman monologue, I think that's what the entire part of that scene was all about to show you what Gotham is really like. Yeah. What what this Gotham feels like, people spray painting on pillars on a random night, people attacking on a subway train, etc. That's I it's it feels very Gotham. Um yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. 100% agree with that. Cool. Um okay. Uh, one last character to talk about here, and maybe the one that we're all excited to talk about because the possibilities for him is quite endless at this point. We know that he's coming in a HBO Max series very soon, and that is Colin Farrell's Penguin. Um, he was in a much bigger part of the movie than I was expecting to be in. Uh, he played a central role in this uh, with the El Rata and the Rat and all that stuff. <laughs> um, he was obviously in in the gigantic, amazing, beautiful, perfect scene that is the car chase in the middle of the film. Um, and he's a central part in Jim Gordon and Bruce figuring out what the hell is going on with the Riddler's uh, riddles. Uh, Gio, I'll let you start this one off, man. Um, did Colin Farrell kill it or did Colin Farrell kill it? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I it's, it's going to take me a while to get over the fact I mean, by now we all know it's Colin Farrell, but there are times when I still remind myself that's Colin Farrell. Uh huh. Wow. Um, and we knew he was going to bring it a hundred percent. It's just, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of leaves me speechless. You know, like what, what more can can be said about it? It's whether it's him, you know, like having a moment where he is literally walking like a penguin. Like, I thought that was very clever mm-hmm. or, you know, when he's like, you know, wanting to go toe to toe with the bat and he's like, Hey, vengeance. Do you can take my money? That. And 
stuff like that. Um, he was just great, man. And I keep thinking about that moment where he turns, he looks, and he sees the Batmobile from a distance. Yeah, revving man. up, and he's just like Let's the go. camera stays on him, and he's just like. Holy fuck. I need to I'm get getting ghosts right now. Like just thinking about that oh. scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because yeah. Jake, this movie had so many of like your favorite type of cinematic things. The car chase, that hallway scene, the score. Like I literally sat there going, like, this is Jake's favorite type of this, <laughs> this, this, and this, this. And he's like squealing the whole entire time. That uh, that and uh, I want to get back to Penguin, but that again, that car chase. My God, my somebody said in the chat that a lot of people died. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Yeah. there were so many cars getting messed up in that. Bruce Bruce has got no at this point when when it's not directly tied to him, he has got no reservations. Well, like life when hunting down. He's not planning to kill people, but just (laughs) he he accidentally kills people. Collateral damage. You know what's funny is and I, I don't know who I said this to, but. Uh, we saw a lot of the car chase in the trailers because it's obviously like a big part of like, like getting you excited. Right. And that moment of, of him hunting down penguin and then the scene of, of him upside down walking <laughs> in the, in the car. Um, even seeing it that many times, I never once thought, wow, I didn't care to see that. Cause I saw it in the trailers. It still hit me like it should have, if I watched it for a very, very yes. and it, it was the part of the score. It was the part of the way that it's shot. And it's something we haven't talked about yet in our show. But this is one of the single most beautiful films I have ever seen in my entire life. The cinematography the of this shot, movie yeah. is outrageous. Some of Rick the camera work. And I, I read an article with Matt Reeves on that car chase. Um, he did it particular. He wanted as many mounted cameras on the cars as possible. Yes. To add that level of like intensity on top of the music and the shots that were already uh uh, happening um and i know for me when i because i'm a car guy i like ships i like cars i like those types of sequences mountain scenes are the best types of scenes when you can mount a camera on a car and see it from that angle it is the single best type of scene uh but yes back to thing anyway no that's great jake because you 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 touch on like just the masterful work of putting together that action sequence, you know, whether it's cameras, um, driving in the rain, um, the, and then of course the acting, you know, like, uh, as from an acting standpoint, Colin Farrell carries that whole entire scene. Why does this man not get used more in movies? What has been happening for years? I know. I don't, it's one of the questions I don't understand. Colin Farrell. Yes. Like, mm. think he was the best part of um, uh, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts, yeah. He is arguably one of the best parts of this movie. I'm drawing a blank on everything else he's in, but he... <laughs> he's is... in Phone Booth. Remember Phone Booth? Yeah. Phone booth. In, like, the early 2000s, he... Or, like, the 2000s, he was huge, but then he... Yeah. Was like, new, well, he was used a lot, but not in the best of... Oh, SWAT! Oh, yeah, so like they were minority, trying to force him report. into being a movie star, but he's actually a freaking fantastic actor. It's saving just, Mr. Banks. Watch saving Mr. Movie. Banks is the movie that he's yeah. just so good. And like that, like I want to see more of his character. Like, and you're going to series. Exactly. And that's I'm like, 
they clearly set him up because of all the iceberg lounge and all that stuff. And he's just so good. He's one of those. Yeah. (laughs) One of those actors where I'm just like, take it easy. Yeah. Oh, I love that. He's just (laughs) so I'll say this about Penguin is that. Up I love how everyone's point. just listing his moves. Daredevil. There we go. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. As bullseye. But up until this point, the penguin has had a certain perception, right? Like we uh-huh. view penguin as Danny DeVito. Like that's how people. Yeah. When you think of penguin, you think of Danny DeVito, and that's how you see penguin. And even like in the comics, that's kind of how he is. This is going to change the perception of penguin going forward forever. And especially, we're going to get him in the series, potentially in. I hope he's just like a reoccurring character in every Batman movie. Like, well, he's, he's now he's now leading, yeah. the the syndicate essentially the the crime. He is yeah. now head honcho. Falcons. So now, like, I think people are going to take Penguin seriously, and it shows me that you can turn, you can take any character and do a a really cool spin on them, and then make them badass and cool. So I, I just, well, I think DC. Yeah. If actually, anything, actually, Jacob, you're wrong because the the hardcore fanboys disagree with it. Oh uh, my well, goodness! <laughs> I think DC is doing a good job. They arguably, in my opinion, probably have more characters that like people take as a joke. Like, how often before Jason Momoa did people make fun of Aquaman? He I was like I... the butt end joke of comic main comic book characters. And then you have characters like Riddler, where it's Jim Carrey's like, he's just this ridiculous person. And then Penguin was just this like short, fat, waddly guy that like no one really took seriously. They're figuring out like how Polka to dot, do man. Polka dot. <laughs> I need a serious, grounded, whore take on Kite Man, damn it. Yeah. Give me Kite Man. No, he needs to be Peacemaker's number one villain. Or Condiment King. Two. Give me Condiment yeah. King. If he, what, what is he going to do? Poison condiments? Away. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but they're doing a very good job taking these characters that you're taking as a joke. Marvel, it's still different because these characters aren't so much known. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was not heavily known when the movie came out. Now people love them. You know who the Riddler is. You know who the Penguin is. Mm-hmm. You know who Aquaman is. So to take, I mean, Aquaman was the gay joke of like all the comic book characters. Like, oh, he talks to fish and John Boos. Yes, and, and now he's now he's he bangs fish. The joke of the movies. Yeah. So, but they're taking these characters. Freaking peacemaker! I swear to God. Yeah, and they're making <laughs> them like real, like. The Riddler is creepy now. He is like a he is a serial killer, and so they're I, they're just doing a bang up job <laughs> with these characters. Samir, <laughs> I, I can't get over the the peacemaker of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, look I, on on that. I wanted to say, and maybe this is the way we kind of wrap things up. But um, as much as I want to see, and not to say that you can't do it, as much as I want to see Justice League movies. And, you know, Superman fighting with Flash or Batman fighting with Wonder Woman or whoever it may be. As much as I want to see that, DC is at their best when they tell single stories, when they don't have to focus on an entire universe. And this is just my opinion, right? You can shoot me down all you want. That's fine. Um, You can come at me all you want. Uh, I would love to see 
superhero a justice league film again in the future i think there's no problem with doing one and bringing characters together and letting actors play the characters and doing it but i really do think that they are at their best when they allow a director to capitalize on telling a story with a character not having to worry well yeah not having to worry about connecting it to a story that's coming in the future right like the reason why wonder woman works so freaking good is because it has no connection to the other universe. It's Aquaman. a movie that's in the past. Look what happened to 1984. And we all agree differently on 1984, but because it's kind of connected a little bit in present day to a little bit of things that are happening, it wasn't as good, right? When you take a director like Matt Reeves and you walk, he walks in and says, hey, I want to do a Batman story. I have this take. I want to do a super hardcore noir detective story with this character where we don't have superpowers right it may not be as grounded in real life as what christopher nolan does but i want to give something very very different to this character that we haven't seen i have my history i've played the arkham games i've read comic books i know these movies let me tell this story and look what's happened so far like the movie is absolutely crushing there's been multiple people myself included saying it is the best batman movie yeah. out of all of it like michael keaton uh, uh, you know, Ben Affleck, uh, Christian Bale, like all of these movies we've seen from these characters are, are these actors. And we're saying that Robert Pattinson's Batman movie led by Matt Reeves is the best of them all. That is because Warner Brothers has allowed him to create a world that he sees that isn't, you know, um, binded by a Justice League world. And, you know, they're not going to do, they're not obviously going to listen to me. I'm so some you know schmuck from uh california who they're never going to see on the internet but i would love to see single stories told like this about all the dc characters yeah right? i mean like if, well, if that's the way that aquaman goes forward with lost exactly. kingdom and his franchise so be it like i i would love for it to happen that way like it doesn't need to be connected because guess what there's a plethora of stories with these characters <clears throat> that have nothing to do with the other justice league members yeah. There is 70 years of comic books to tell stories with these characters if you want to go off something that doesn't have to pull from Superman or Batman or Woman or all of them together. So that's just me. Like, not everything needs a universe, but I'm not saying you still couldn't do a Justice League movie. You, well, that's you, the thing. You, we can have both. You right? can still do it. You can still yeah. do can it. have both. And I mean, I'm not saying I want Robert Pattinson in the Justice League. No, I don't want, I want this Batman to be other than the Batman side characters, right? To be the only superhero in this world. But like, I, and then you can do, they're already doing it. They're, we have Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck in that more fantastical world. So I'm totally fine. Cause I do want to see a good Justice League. You know, we, we've had, you know, we had the Snyder Cut, obviously, but I'm saying I want to see a, another good Justice League movie going forward. And well, we I mean, have both. Like, think about this. Just think if they would have done like setups to something like the Justice League. Can you imagine if we had done a Matt Reeves Batman trilogy, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel trilogy, James Wan Aquaman trilogy, Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman trilogy. I mean, that's four right there that you're just like, whoa, like. Yeah, Th that's a those are directors, and you just told epic stories with just those characters. Yeah, like I mean, I I don't 
you could have maybe done Muschietti for all three flashes. I don't know. We'll see. But and then like thrown maybe someone give someone I don't know Green Lantern Cyborg. I don't know. But like it's wild to think like people would be eating that up. Can you imagine like as just straight Matt Reeves trilogy of Bat oh Matt Reeves trilogy of Batman a James Wan Aquaman trilogy. Uh, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman, and then just at the culmination, just this like massive. Well, I mean, if thing, you think about but... it, even though those characters exist in the larger universe, like Wonder Woman doesn't interact with any other characters in 1984. Aquaman doesn't, other than mentioning fighting Steppenwolf, it's not really connected to the DCEU that much. Like, so they are kind of doing that, but they still exist in the the outer world you know but yeah yeah but i i prefer like this batman i want it to be completely separate for sure geo don't um, go on a rant just get your no uh, you guys just gave me my topic for tomorrow's video um <laughs> so, so I, oh go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead. What I will say about the Batman, and I, I said this on yesterday's stream on my channel, was this was great, not just for DC, but for the comic book genre. I mean, you think about all the risks that were taken with this movie, you know, the runtime, the the tone of the movie, um, what they wanted to do with the, uh, Batman, who is the crown jewel of DC Comics. Like, he is the guy. There's a reason why we've gotten so many Batman movies uh, since since the late 80s. Um, and the fact that this movie, last I saw, it grossed $258 million worldwide opening weekend. A three-hour movie, nearly three-hour movie, did that. It's great news for the genre. It hopefully gives studios more confidence to lean into their director, their filmmakers, and, and their visions that they have for these characters. Because that's what it is. That's why we go to the movies. We go to the movies because of the filmmakers and what they want to do with these characters. I don't go to the movies because I want to see Toby Emmerich's Justice League. Toby Emmerich is the chief hopefully soon to, soon to be a uh, former chief of warner brothers but i go for these filmmakers and the batman is everything like i said that matt reeves promised and the fact that this movie is doing great hopefully leads to like i said sony they want to do some things with the uh, spider-man universe marvel they just put parental controls on their disney plus app which means they're probably going to go into that darker territory. Blade, Deadpool, Moon Knight, whatnot. Marvel Blood. Yay. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm looking at Multiverse of Madness now, and I'm saying, hey, look. I mean, we already saw it in the trailer. There's some if, she's going on. If there is a cut that Sam Raimi really wants to have, and it's like two hours and 45 minutes, a movie like that, absolutely. Even though it's a Doctor Strange movie, I'm for that. So, a lot of great stuff. So, yeah, it's obviously we have a long way to go, and there's a lot of things happening this year for DC. Uh, they do have three other films coming out this year uh, that are not the Batman. Um, what is it? It's what Black Adam, Flash, and what am I forgetting? 
Aquaman 2. Aquaman 2. Um, and so at the moment, those are all <laughs> in the pseudo DC extended universe. Uh, whether or not they really do connect, we'll see. Um, but you can tell that at, at this point, you know, maybe we're a little bit more on the side of, hey, just tell great stories. Don't worry about connecting them. At the Let moment. directors direct. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I think that's a great spot to end the conversation for tonight. Uh, We will not be done. We're not done talking about the Batman. I can tell you this right now. uh, Myself and Keith are putting together our next bracket. um, And it may have something to do with the Batman. Do I have to watch uh, all the Batmans? I mean, uh, you might actually have to. Yes. Regardless of that, um, yes. <laughs> no, you, legit, you might actually have to. I'm not going to reveal what the topic is just yet, but it's going to be fun. It's a nice, fun bracket content or bracket conversation that we'll be able to talk about. Um, that may be next week. I'm not 100% sure. I want to make sure Keith is here. Uh, and, and, to, and that way we can get his thoughts as well. Uh, but for now, that's going to wrap up the conversation. Before we head out, um, I want to make sure these guys are able to plug their stuff so you guys can hear where you can find them everywhere and follow whether it's other shows social media stuff like that jacob why don't you start us off where can everyone find you online man yeah so if you want to follow me on twitter at jacob bartley 824 you can get my thoughts on movies and television there but also you can find me on bartley and barnes and tomorrow night me and keith are getting together online to discuss um the batman some more we you didn't get keith's thoughts tonight so we will be talking the batman we're also going to give our Oscar winner predictions there, but I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about the Batman. So please come check us out there. Uh, and Brian. Uh, be of all, you know, on Twitter and uh, a certain point of view. If you are into the movie trivia showdown, me and Jake are on that. Um, yeah. Thanks to everyone that joined. There's a lot of people in here tonight. We love having you guys here. Love having you guys here. Uh, Gio. Uh, Twitter at Fandom United 21. Mm. Yes. Finally changed that Twitter username. I might change it again Thank in the God. future later on. But yeah. What are you about? You're the one who helped give me the Grey Goose Jedi, man. I did I was... not. Yeah, you Negative did. Ghost Rider. Oh, I thought of another name I didn't tell you guys. You know how I used what? to say Tequila Sith? The Sober Sith. hey there you go (laughs) and uh yeah my own youtube channel uh fandom united um do videos there hey who is that guy man jesus christ um yeah my latest video touches on the rumored sequels spinoffs for the batman so check that out appreciate the support and uh yeah Gio didn't hear me, unfortunately. No, um, he chose to ignore you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on POV Weekly, uh, but also I will say this: <laughs> <from> Rachel, <laughs> damn burn! She called me the five percent. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, uh, this Thursday, six o'clock on my channel, Jake Berlin. Um, I'll be doing a show covering, um, quite possibly, if it is released tomorrow, the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer. And I have special guests, Alex and Molly Damon will be with me. Um, I'll have them on the Whiskey Jedi this week. Uh, That is on a Thursday, 6 o'clock Pacific on my own channel. You can check that out. We'll be breaking down, hopefully, what is the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Super, super pumped. It's rumored for tomorrow. We will stay tuned for that. Uh, I will also plug our Marvel reactions. Gabby and I, we just got Thor up. It is available. If you want to watch her react to the God of Thunder, it is there. Um, and yeah, for now, uh, just for the time being, until we get Moon Knight, which is at the end of the month, 
Uh, we have Apocalypse now every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Pacific. And then once Moon Knight kicks back up, we will have Marvel Rewind return uh, in the middle of the week. So, yeah, just like Brian said, uh, it's been awesome having everyone here. We love interacting with you guys. Uh, probably one of our biggest viewerships, yes, as far as live. Um, so make sure you guys are joining us every week. Spread the word. Hit that like button, y'all. I can't tell you how, how much that like button really does help the channel get seen a little bit more. Uh, we really, really we appreciate it. So for all of us here, go ahead. We should definitely talk more DC. I mean, that's why they're here, you know. So, okay. <laughs> just, I'm, just all right. That. So, wow. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us so much. We appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of your night. We'll catch you guys next time.